the Toon Network match report with me, Adam. It's finished Newcastle 1, Burnley 1. It's a draw against a top half side, but it does feel like a bitter, bitter defeat given the nature of how um, the second half unfolded. And, and ultimately, look, <laughs> I feel like I'm repeating myself on almost every single match report that I do here, but it was another case at home of wasted chances, not taking them and allowing the opposition to come into the game and get something from it, probably undeservedly. Now, it's been a very, very mixed day today. Um, it's been a transfer deadline day whereby we have actually made some deals happen. So Islam Slamani has come in from Leicester, that's been confirmed now. Uh, Martin Dubrovka, who is a 29-year-old goalkeeper from Sparta Prague, Slovakian, I believe. He's been confirmed as well. So the two deals that we were working on today, deadline day, um, have both gone through, which is really good news. Add Kennedy into the mix, and it's not a bad trio of signings. However... This is where we need a bit of perspective because the reason that Rafa Benitez said that he wanted all of his players in by the 20th of January wasn't a random date, it was so that he could get them in for what will be a crucial game at home to Burnley, a winnable game and in time for the Palace game on Sunday as well. That's a way, that's going to be really difficult. We've seen tonight's game unfold and 14 shots we've had today. So we've created lots of chances. We've played really well in terms of, um, you know, really having a go at them and trying to, you know, we really went out to win the game. And we've only hit four on target. So we've had 14 shots, four on target again. It's the same old story and Hosselu, he's not a Premier League finisher, is he? He works hard for the team, his attitude is right, he wins a lot of balls in the air, he tries to hold the play as best he can, but ultimately he's not good enough and this is why bringing in a new striker was so important. Hosley's had an absolute nightmare today, but he wasn't the only one. I don't want to lay this all on um, Hosley's door, but as a Premier League striker, you've got to be putting those chances away. He knows it. We know it, Rafa knows it. This is why Rafa's brought in Islam Slamani, who incidentally, um, the media saying, um, I think it was Luke Edwards of the Telegraph was saying that before the window opened, Islam Slamani was Rafa Benitez's uh, preferred striker choice to be brought in, but he didn't feel that we could get the deal done. But we do have the deal done. He has a slight knock, I'm led to believe, um, so it might not be that he's capable of starting against Crystal Palace at the weekend. However, <laughs> given how desperate we are for points and how we didn't wrap up tonight's game, there's nothing to suggest that if he's fit enough to be on the bench um, that he might feature at some point at Selhurst Park. But well, that, that remains to be seen. But let's talk about the lineup. Let's talk about the fact that... Um, Loney signing who has come in um, in plenty of time for this game was Kennedy 
from Chelsea um, who can operate pretty much right down the left flank. Somebody that Rafa wanted in summer, but Chelsea didn't have a player to be brought in to then allow Kennedy to be released. That's happened now with Emerson Palmieri from Roma, which for about 24 million. So Kennedy's come in, and he's only could have only had a couple of training sessions before tonight's game, and he basically ran the show in the first half. He was absolutely superb. He was he basically playing winger, so we played a 4-4-2. So Atsu on the right, um, Kennedy on the left, and we had a new pairing of Diame and Marino in the middle who, you know, given their their respective traits, you thought, well, at least those two will kind of get stuck in a lot. And, and, and they did, and they did their job pretty well for most of the game. Um, the back five, as you can imagine, Darlow, uh, Dummett, Clark, Lascelles and Yedlin, and we went for Perez and Hosley up front. But Kennedy, you know, he's just got this, he's just got a swagger. He's got, he's dripping with confidence and he, and he wasted no time in showing us some of his dribbling skills. To be honest, I thought he would be a lot more frustrating to watch, given what I'd sort of heard anecdotally and little clips I'd seen of him. I, I, I expected him tonight to, you know, head down, lots of trickery, but not much output. But actually I was completely wrong. I expected him to dribble into trouble a lot. I was completely wrong there as well. He has a final ball. He's got a really effective technique with a football he can really whip it and you could see I mean he was taking all the corners he was taking the free kicks so he, he obviously felt that he had authority coming into a brand new team and you know he felt a bit of ownership and and, and I think he settled into the game very quickly and the, and, the, and the crowd responded to him immediately they could see how effective he was he's so good on the ball his technique is excellent and the way he can be running one way and stop and turn and go and, and, and go the other way in which he I mean ultimately he very he came very very close to scoring the first half by doing just that he was dribbling kind of on the right hand side of the edge of the box and he um, was going one way towards the right wing but then cut inside took on another man and he curled a shot again with this beautiful technique he has with the left foot I think it takes a deflection and the keepers gone for it I don't know quite I don't know if the keeper got a save on it or not but it's basically at the inside of the post keepers you know it's so unlucky not to go in it falls to Atsu keepers on the floor and Atsu just doesn't um, connect with it at all it's basically an open goal he, he, he takes a touch and he smashes it and it's 1-0 you know it's such it's such a huge chance but for some reason I don't know how, how, it, how it happens what happened but he basically struck the ball into um, the ground or something, and he's, he's scuffed it, and he's he, you know the, the the keeper's made made a save that he really shouldn't have done. So that was very 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 frustrating, um, and it was Kennedy again who was involved in the penalty incident. So we finally finally got a penalty after however many games it is. I know people on Twitter have been um, keeping tally um, with the stats on that, but. Um, the way Kennedy drew in Bardsley, I think it was, and 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 drew him in for a, for a foul on the very corner of the of the of the penalty area, right next to the touchline, and he's fouled him. Referee, no hesitation, straight for the penalty spot, and it's Hoslu who picks up the ball to take it. Now, 
without Richie on the pitch, who would usually be our penalty taker, without Gail on the pitch, who's taken penalties before, we were kind of in a situation where we probably didn't know who our penalty taker, because we, we haven't had a penalty in the Premier League for so long, we probably didn't know, even think about who was going to be. Hosselu, in to his credit, picked up the ball with conviction, but when he's running up the ball, ah, the difficulty with giving a penalty to somebody who's so bereft of confidence is that he's got too much time to think about what he, where he's going and he's got too much time to, to think about the pressure of scoring a penalty at home. You know, we haven't won at home in months. Still haven't now, of course, but it was Crystal Palace, um, I think back in October, it was, it was months ago. And it's not right in the corner. It's sort of halfway between, it's on the right hand side. It's such a, it's a comfortable save for the goalkeeper in the end and Hossler's distraught. And I just wonder in that situation, given how the lowest confidence is, give it to Kennedy. You know, he was on all the other set pieces anyway. That was kind of agreed. He won the penalty himself. And he's brim, brimming with confidence and, and he's, He's just got a he's just got a, a demeanour that's sort of probably a bit arrogant, but but in a very positive way in that he just believes in himself. Basically, the the, the opposite end of the spectrum to Hosselu. So that was just such a that was a huge chance missed, and you know at half time you just and then Burnley started to get back into it themselves. I mean Ashley Barnes was causing all sorts of problems for our defenders. I mean I really didn't enjoy his style of play I felt he was pretty dirty actually um, and it was this weird hypocrisy that, that Burnley carry that you know they'll back into defenders they'll I mean talk about you know let's talk about now basically there was there was two incidents where um, there was potential elbows to our players Ashley Barnes first and then Sam Vogue second because Ashley Barnes who had had this is in the second half he'd had a bit of rough and tumble with the defenders in the first half he was winning free kicks but then he was also conceding free kicks had a goal disallowed because he pushed and um, played stopped out of anyway but this was in the first half and in the second half he's um possibly uh, possibly dumb it um and he and he, he's, he's basically just what looked like appeared like an elbow and it didn't show up in the highlights so i'm not sure how much if anyone's seen this or you've got you've had better better view than i have um, but the referee's called it as a foul, so he's obviously like gone with his elbow. But he's giving me a yellow card now. I appreciate a lot of things in the game can be not exactly binary or black and white, and it could be like grey area in between. But if he's clocked him with an elbow, intentional or not, it's it's a straight red as far as I'm led to believe. And I, 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 I might have the rule wrong there, but I couldn't think why but, but with every red card you've got to take it in context of the game and the context of the game was that in the first half Ashley Barnes was given as good as he was getting in, in, in with, even with free kicks that he won they could have gone kind of either way very much like when Shearer used to be A the most fouled person in the league and B the, 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 you know the player giving away the most fouls so it's like it's those situations where it's 50-50 it's a tussle it's a it's an attacker and a defender and it could just go either way it just depends which way the wind's blowing but I thought the referee was extremely lenient tonight and I think he allowed Burnley to really indulge their game where basically Burnley set out to stop the flow of the game they work best with set players they work best by stop-starting they'll lump the ball into the box headers aerial duels that's their game basically 
and I felt that after we missed chances in the first half to put the game out of sight, maybe not out of sight, but have a comfortable lead, we allowed them to reduce us down to their style of play, which I must say is a horrible, turgid brand of football. Do you know what it is? I've, I've been really respectful of Burnley's uh, season so far. I think they've been overperforming, obviously, in terms of their wage budget, um, in terms of the, the quality of the players they have. I think they've their their the defence has been very impressive, but um, honestly, I don't know how Burnley fans go through that every week. It was just you know, Rafa Benitez gets gets criticised for this ultra defensive um, approach against playing Man City, the free scorers, fifteen points clear now, I believe they are. Yet, Sean Dyche doesn't get lamented for this an this brand of anti-football that he plays where it's, you know, it's agricultural. You know, you think of Poulos's Stoke City, you think of um, Allardyce teams, certainly like Bolton, who maybe had a bit of flair about them, but ultimately they were just all lob the ball in the box, get a bit musty. So, you know, if you imagine old Stoke, I mean, at least now, they've got a bit of flair, even though they're <laughs> they're even worse now though. They're kind of shite now, but they but beforehand they were more more solid at least, but well, I mean just a awful, boring, dirty, just a stale brand of football. It just doesn't belong in the top half of the Premier League. They 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 will they will sink playing that kind of stuff. It's 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 terrible. But there was this awful hypocrisy of the Stoke players who, you know, actually Barnes is, you know, elbowing people, yet when they had a free kick given against them, they absolutely couldn't believe it. It's complete disbelief. Even when he handballed it, Ashley Barnes, he's given it this. He can't. He can't believe that it's. It's a handball, mate. It's the crux of the sports. With play with your feet, man. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Yet Sean Dyche has the audacity to remonstrate on the touchline when one of our players gives them a bit of a, a roughing up. You know, it, and, and this is what they did. We were reduced to this turgid and it was our punishment for not putting the game to bed earlier with the penalty with the Atsu chance in the second half we had a couple of just really dangerous counter-attacks there was one where Diame couldn't find Hosselu through even though it was three on two that was disappointing even though Diame had a really really solid game I must say he was fantastic today and then there was another one we had a great breakaway with Jacob Murphy. The ball eventually found its way to Hosselu on the left-hand side of the box and he drags a shot wide. And then when later on in the game, Matt Ritchie came on for Kennedy and he's played a beautiful ball across the six-yard box. Flashes across and that is where you need a striker to just gamble. He gambles there. It's three points. It's as simple as that. Yet he didn't... And I don't want to lay all the blame at Hosselu's door because it's not just him. It's not his fault that he's limited. It's our fault. It's Mike Ashley's fault that we had to buy a five million pound striker last summer because he didn't back Rafa Benitez. And as much as I feel that the certainly Kennedy and Slimani, I feel can make a real difference. I know not about the goalkeeper. Not even going to pretend, but. If Rafa thinks that he's going to come in, if Rafa's bought him, he's clearly coming in as a number one. Because otherwise, what's the point? Um, hopefully he gives us that extra quality. Now, the, 
it, it's funny, isn't it? Because the, um, the 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 goal that we actually ended up scoring was very Burnley esque. It was a corner from the very very impressive Kennedy, who I mentioned was on all the set players, except a Perez free kick, which he skied despite all of his teammates saying, "Nana, nah, give it to Kennedy," because he knows what he's doing. And Kennedy's whipped a beautiful ball in, like he's just got this whip. It, 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 you've got to see it. it it's just, um, it's just a, a just an absolutely lush technique. And Jamal Lascelles rose like a salmon, like he did against Stoke, like he did against Swansea, and just rose to meet it. Great run into the near post, and keeper's got no chance, and it's one 0 It's a huge, huge goal, and you can really feel the elation in the stadium because we, everyone knows how important it is. Yet. What we didn't do with those subsequent chances to put the game to bed 2-0, because we'd never reached 2-0, as, as we've seen with every other team that we've played, like we saw with Swansea at home, like we saw with Everton at home, the longer we don't put chances away, the opposition comes into their own, their belief increases, the confidence rises, and we, 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 we throw points away, and that's exactly what happened tonight. Burnley, with corner after corner after corner, set play after set play after set play, the amount of free kicks they must have won around the halfway line, where they just then knocked it in and we're having to defend for our lives because they're very good in the air. It, it was very, very frustrating to watch and, 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 you know, the goal came that we conceded from a couple of corners and there was one corner that came in which I thought it had been headed over by a Burnley player, but I think Diarmi was a judge to have headed over instead next uh, corner comes in I think there's a head air around this, the, 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 the penalty spot a little like basically just a cushioned header onwards I think Lascelles has lost his man and uh, Sam Vokes the substitute has come in and just knocked it past Darlow now he's basically headed it straight at Darlow Darlow's made an absolutely amazing save up onto the bar it's gone down and it's because he's fallen backwards he's just kind of it's like landed on his it's landed on him and it's just gone in and it's, it just feels like a really ah, soft goal I mean I didn't I almost didn't react when that went in because I almost saw it coming and then for the last you know ten you know five ten minutes if one team was going to win it it was going to be Burnley because they had it we were panicking they had us on the cosh we couldn't retain possession, we couldn't gain territory, and we were we were in panic mode. We really were. Um, so it's been a very, very difficult it's been a very difficult night. Um, positives from today are that because of the way the um, because of the way the the, the table is, um, we are in, because of the goal difference, we're basically in, uh, as it stands, we're in 14th. Um, on top of a stack of teams on 24, 23 points. So we're in 14th on 24, minus 12. Then you've got Brighton, Stoke, Huddersfield, Southampton and Swansea. So Southampton and Swansea, both in the relegation zone on 23 points. But Huddersfield, Stoke, Brighton and Newcastle, all on 24. Yet we've got the most... We've got the best goal difference, which is why we're sitting on the, stack, on the top of that stack and why I've been harping on about the importance of reducing uh, you know, this damage limitation that we exercised that we went against uh, Man City home and away. Why that's been so crucial that we haven't got turned over. 
you know, Stoke and Huddersfield both on minus 25 goal difference, while we're on minus 12, you know, that they've conceded, you know, <laughs> in terms of goal difference, it's, it's, it's twice as bad as ours, and that's going to be important. Positives are, looking at the table here, we are only four points off Bournemouth, who smashed Chelsea away tonight. We really didn't need that. So we're, Bournemouth in 10th, in the top half of the table, we're only four points clear. So it's a missed opportunity tonight. Again, it's a missed opportunity against Swansea. But we've got Palace, which is another opportunity, and a win there takes us above Palace. And hopefully against West, you know, possibly against West Ham and, and Watford as well. So there's there's definitely a lot to play for. Um, whether we'll see Slomani against Palace, it might be too much for him with this with this thigh injury, I believe he's got. But you know what what we need the new signings to be doing, even if they're not playing, is to l raise the game of everyone else who's on the pitch, because you know Hosselu's going to be absolutely gutted after tonight. He's going to lay a lot of blame at himself. And what I don't want is him stewing for like four days worried about Slomani coming in taking his place, which he probably will. In fact, he almost certainly will. But if Hosselu is to start against Palace, we need him to be as confident as possible. So let's uh, <laughs> let's defuse a lot of the possible abuse that's going around tonight. The lad's trying. He, he did work hard. His attitude is right. There's so many players that have played for Newcastle and their attitude is stunk. His is not one of them. He's one of the good guys. Yes, he's limited. And we're addressing it because we brought in a new striker. So maybe he can learn a thing or two from Slomani, who's a bit more experienced. So Slomani's come in 29. Dubravka's come in 29. And Kennedy's come in and hit the ground running. And he suddenly, he's an option. And he looks like someone who can unlock defence. He can make things happen. We look more dangerous on set pieces now because... Um, Richie has been, I mean, his set players have, have really dropped in, in, in quality of late, I've really noticed. Murphy looked really good coming on, I mean, he just, he just had a few nice clean runs through and he looks so focused and he's just driven, he just, he's, he runs directly at players and that's going to, that's going to cause problems. Now against Palace, we're going to have to deal with Benteke and we're going to have to deal with the, um, you know, the movement and dynamism of the likes of Zahar and Townsend. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to be a real test at, down at their place. It really is. Um, in terms of some results, um, obviously I mentioned uh, Bournemouth have beaten Chelsea 3-0 at Stamford Bridge, which is horrific. Uh, Swansea beat Arsenal yesterday 3-1, which is all equally horrific, um, which is why there's, you know, everything's just concertinaed in. But Stoke Wofford have drawn tonight. Southampton Brighton have drawn tonight. There's some really, really important points lost for all of our, you know, all of our rivals around us. You know, the more six pointers like that that end in draws, the better for Newcastle. So <laughs> it's odd because, uh, you know, I've mentioned the, the home games against Everton. I've mentioned the home game against like Swansea. These players, so these teams that come to St James's Park. And get something. Bournemouth weren't particularly amazing either when they won. The, the teams that were not beating at home, it's almost like they're not, they don't really deserve the three points either. It's, 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 this is what's more frustrating because we've, 
on many of these occasions, been the better side, been the more proactive side, been the more attacking side, gone for it. Like the Everton game, we hit the woodwork twice, and Everton nick a three points because of a goalkeeping error. But apart from that, they didn't really do anything. And th th this is what's very, very frustrating about this, this turgid home form that has continued for weeks and weeks and weeks and months. We can't put games to bed and we, we don't do ourselves justice and we, we make other teams look better because we can't finish them off. We can't put them away. And we're lacking this clinical finishing and we, we're just profligate in front of goal and we need our strikers to be prolific because in the Premier League it's, it's absolutely unforgiving. That penalty miss, that penalty goes in, raises the roof and we probably go on comfortably because it'll eke Burnley out and we'll just hit them on the counter-attack with pace. That was probably what the, you know, that was the, the game plan, but it just, you can't legislate for a miss like that. You can't legislate for Atsu's miss. It's just very, very difficult. It's very frustrating. We are a, we are a pretty poor side. And I think the relegation battle will ultimately come down to who is less bad. <laughs> Who's the best of the worst, you know? And, you know, I, I think our performance is, and even tonight our performance has been good. We just needed someone to finish off those 14 shots that we had. We needed someone to get, even if we had three or four more on target, that gives us a chance. So it's very, very frustrating. I know um, everyone's frustrated. It feels like a defeat, but it's not. It's a draw. And it's weird because it's a draw against the top half of the table side. If this was like an Everton or a Leicester, would sort of probably be alright with a draw but because it's Burnley who are overachieving today and but Burnley are usually a kind of kind of relegation fodder team it's more difficult to stomach I think because of that I don't know how you feel but you know it all comes down to Mike Ashley not backing Rafa soon enough you know he knew the takeover wasn't happening in like you know the start of the year Yet it's taken us three weeks before we've even begun to get the Kennedy ball rolling. And obviously we've done two deals on the last day of the, of the, of the window and all of them are loans. So he's only forked out a matter of a couple of million. And it's actually letting Rafa Benitez down again. I mean, as much as Rafa Benitez said that Islam Slamani was the player that he wanted... If if we if we have you know there was giving it the big talk about spend you know breaking the transfer record twenty million we've got we'll we'll buy a twenty million rated striker in Jorgensen that didn't happen and we you know it conspired that we didn't spend any of that twenty million give or take a couple of loan fees and a couple of agent fees now it's pennies peanuts it's a it's a, it's a it's a travesty and the fact that it's not even, it's not only that we didn't buy anybody permanently given how crucial this window was. It's about the business that we did do, the fact that they weren't available for Burnley tonight. Now, um, important note, uh, Rafa Benitez was saying tonight, so um, Lee Riders um, reported that um, Rafa Benitez is not satisfied with slow transfer window progress. We knew that bringing in players early was important to us, especially with games against Swansea and this game. That's a very uh, thinly veiled 
um, uh, uh, you know, a secret attack on Mike Ashley because Rafa said he wanted them in by twentieth. He give his list. He had his list ready in December. He knew what he wanted because he does his homework and he does his research and he works it all out. He's, you know, he he, he does his due diligence and he's he, he's very effective at that. But it's actually not giving him the green light. That meant that we were without these players for tonight, and very very telling. You, you will have seen it. Um, um, display. Uh, by War Flags, um, and it was the uh, famous uh, Kevin Keegan quote, and I'll read. Um, I mean, a huge, huge display. Um, Don't ever give up, give up on your club. Keep supporting it. It's your club, and trust me, one day you will get your club back, and it will be everything you wanted it to be. Newcastle United is bigger than anyone. It hurts, I know, but just keep going. He is only one man. We are a city. The whole population, trust me. Really, really powerful words there, and a very, very strong statement from the Gallagher. And, um, you know, there's no um, need to um, analyze exactly why that was being said, what those words mean. It's very obvious. It's it's Mike Ashley, a poison on this club, and, and, and once again, in a different way, but still, it's a third transfer window in a row that he's let Rafa Benitez down, that he's moved goalposts, that he's lied, that he's misled uh, the fans, he's led, misled Rafa Benitez. And I really don't know what he wants from us. I don't know, I don't know what enjoyment he's getting out of Newcastle, because, I mean, the way Mike Ashley sees it, is that by not spending that 20 million, when he sells it eventually, it means he hasn't he's got an extra 20 million. Yet he doesn't seem with he doesn't understand football enough to know that even despite two relegations, because of a lack of investment, and he's doing it again, he's he's playing with fire again. He just doesn't seem to learn. I mean, is he just stupid? Or is he doing this very, very intentionally because he wants us relegated? But then there's a chance that he you absolutely won't be able to sell, and and this will this bubble has to burst because there's only so much he can do here. As, as the game will only get richer, and he's already declared that he isn't rich enough for this game. So what is he still doing here? He needs to just just leave. Let us try and grow. Let us um, fulfil the potential of a, of a such an important part of our our identity and our lifestyle. It's, it's, it's our club. His name might be above the door, but it does not belong to him. He might own the keys to the ground or whatever and the assets, but it is not his club. That is something that's intangible. That's something you cannot buy. You cannot own. That belongs to the fans. That belongs to Rafa Benitez because he's earned it. And it's the players on the pitch as well. And I really, really relate to those words because I'm not going to let Mike Ashley sour my relationship with my club because it's so important to me. And he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit at all. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not telling you anything that you're not feeling yourself. Um, and and, and no, it, it does hurt. It really does hurt. I hate it. All I want is for new owners to come in for Rafa Benitez to still be manager and for us to be in the Premier League 
and for us to have exciting transfers and to build a team with a manager who absolutely knows what he wants and knows what he's doing and wouldn't just spend money unwisely. He's very meticulous. Most of his transfers have been successful for the, for, for the, for the role and job they were brought in for. He won the championship with the players that he brought in. And this season he's brought in a couple of tidy players, but we've been we've been really let down. So Mike Ashley, the, 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 you know this it, it's games like tonight, so preventable. Um, you know we can talk about the referees' leniency. We can talk about the fact that Barnes should have been sent off, I think, for an elbow. We can talk about the missed chances upon missed chances upon missed chances. But. It, 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 it's Mike Ashley. So, all in all, I think it's been an okay transfer window. I think it could have been a lot better. I think we probably should have bought somebody permanently. The fact that we've gone through another transfer window without spending any significant amount of money is just abhorrent. I think it's, I think it's absolutely disgusting. But, let's look at the positives. Kennedy looks a hell of a player. My man of the match today. Diarmi ran him close, but I think to come out of absolutely nowhere, had hardly played football, and to turn in a performance like that, a real game-changer performance, and I'd love to see more of him, and he'll grow in confidence. He needs to start against Crystal Palace. I think Murphy needs to start against Crystal Palace as well. I think Rafa will pursue um, selection with Hosselu because I think he wants to probably have the team playing in the way that he wants to play when Slomani's fit. So I think Hossley will come in there. He might choose instead of Perez, although Perez had some really good um, efforts today in terms of his work rate and um, trickery and some good footwork. He might decide to go Hossley and Gale because Gale's playing against his former club. There might be something in that. But either way, it's a really, really... Um, important game against Crystal Palace. John Joe Shelby wasn't involved today, but I think that John Joe Shelby might well start on Sunday alongside Diarmi. I think um, Marino did well and intercepted and, you know, the pair of them really just sort of like broke up play quite well. But I think we we need to be pushing for, for points and we need someone who can unlock and Shelby can do that. Um, we also need um, as many penalty takers on the pitch as possible as well. But um, no, it was, it's been a strange day, ups and downs, but we didn't lose and that's, that's pretty important and we now still have a chance. Palace is huge because we haven't got Man United, I think we've got Liverpool on the horizon as well, so we've got some very, very tough games coming up. So we need to maximise possible points against Crystal Palace. Thanks very much for watching and listening. I've been Adam of the Toon Network. I know it's not as happy news as you want a draw, but it's something It keeps us moving forward, even if we're inching closer. We just need to keep going and hope that the quality of these new signings, all first-teamers, which is important, and hope that all of them can have an impact like Kennedy had tonight. I really think Slomani can be good for us. I really do. He's definitely better than what we have. 
and I think we all need to not be underwhelmed by him because it was Rafa's pick. Let's trust his judgment. Let's give Slimani a chance. He never really had a chance at Leicester behind uh, Jamie Vardy. And let's see what he can do as the main man at, at Newcastle. Thanks very much, everyone. Please subscribe on YouTube and on the audio podcast as well. We're on Facebook, on Twitter, and we'll see you after the Palace game. Cheers, everyone. Bye, Zibane. <laughs>